I'm so sick of random ass forced cameos with people that matter zero. Like Post Malone is a musician. He's got some cool songs. I'm not a huge fan of his music, but he does have some good catchy songs. What the is he doing in this movie? Like, there's no reason for that. Welcome to the What's Our Verdict podcast, where we fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-host, Mattson Heiner. Better Red Than Dead. And there's a little bit more that I wanted to say about my tag symbol. I was talking to someone the other day and looked up what Better Red Than Dead meant. I thought I got this from a movie I'd seen before, or I think it, I got it kind of from Rockstar's, what's the one with the horse and you're like the cowboy, uh, Red Dead Redemption. Uh-huh. I thought there was a part that they said in there. I don't know. But having Googled this, I just want everyone to know what it really means. Apparently, better red than dead and better dead than red were both were dueling Cold War slogans, which first gained currency in the United States during the 1950s amid debates about anti-communism and nuclear disarmament. So in short, it's a Cold War slogan claiming that a communist society is preferable to the prospect of nuclear war. Yep. So we go communist before we go dead. Is basically what I'm saying. <laughs> I just want our listeners to know that apparently is what that phrase means. So now we really know better red than nuclear dead. <laughs> I did know that, Matt. So that's part of the reason I always kind of giggled when you said it. <laughs> Why did you tell me? <laughs> it works, man. I mean, it works for you. You know, you're redhead and all that. Right? Yeah. I was like, hey, I'm a communist supporter. There you go. <laughs> I was like, shit, it's functional. But yeah, I knew what it was. So I read to all these times I'm making fun of Russians in most of our movies. I guess I'm right there with them. <laughs> yep. So funny. Anyways, I just want y'all to know that. So I found that out, thought I'd share. So our pro-communism, Mattson Heiner and Ian Anderson. Who knows who knows what what's what is up our nerds actually means. I bet you don't have a a YouTube or sorry, Google reference, Javier. At least I do. So cooler than you. I'd rather not have a reference than be aligned with communism person. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's just me. There you go. Ian being the defender of Javier, I like it. Anyways, there you go. There you go, everyone. Well, with all of that being said, we appreciate you guys helping grow the podcast. Go ahead and hit that follow or subscribe button. Tell a friend about us. We do appreciate it. Also, go check out our website, whatsoverdict.com, where you can listen to all of our episodes. You can also sign up for our newsletter to get exclusive content and updates. Pick up some sweet, sweet merch, which we have some new stickers in the store with our slogans, logo, uh, you know, our intro logos and my outro. Support so, communism. If you if you want to help Matson with his better red than dead, go check out our new sticker with his face and and uh, his slogan. So go check that out. As well as, Ian, it's the best, dude, with your cartoon picture and some shit right there <laughs> above your head. Perfect. Yeah. I, I enjoy it. I'm going to have to get some. I said they're pretty funny. Makes me happy. So yeah, go check those out. You can also interact with us on the website, leave comments on our episodes. We love to interact with you. So go ahead and do that. You can also finally listen to our What's Our Verdict TV episodes, which I'm hoping to get back into you guys. I don't know if you've seen the, the trailer for Loki. That shit looks dope. It does um, look good. So, and we've been slacking on the, the TV side. There's been some great Marvel stuff and things like that. So I want to get back into it. So I'm hoping in June, get back into it with Loki. So keep an eye out for that. The question we do always ask is if you 
you ever find yourself wondering if you spend the time, money, or both on a movie? To help with that question, each week we put a movie on trial, discuss the facts, pass judgment, and let you know our verdict using a zero to five scale. Zero being the worst and five being a masterpiece of a film. Today we're reviewing Wrath of Man. It was released May 7th, 2021. It was written by Nicholas Bukriev and Eric Besnard. It was directed by Guy Ritchie. It stars Jason Statham, Holt McElhaney, Josh Hartnett, Jeffrey Donovan, Eddie Marsan, Andy Garcia, and Scott Eastwood. The plot follows H, a cold and mysterious character working at a cash truck company responsible for moving hundreds of millions of dollars around Los Angeles. If you haven't seen this movie and you want to avoid spoilers, pause, wait till you go watch the movie, come back and join us after the fact. You can also go check out on YouTube our spoiler-free review to see if you really should check this movie out or not. You can find that again at our YouTube channel, What's Our Verdict, and uh, we go through and, and talk about it and rate it based on whether you should see it or not. So with all of that said, let's dive into this movie, guys. As I mentioned in the spoiler-free, it felt like two movies to me, and at the beginning, I was laughing my ass off, and I was a little confused because I'd watch the trailers, and I was expecting some real Guy Ritchie violence right out the gate, and it took a minute to get there. I mean, when it got there, it didn't disappoint, but I was... I was really, I had a great time at the beginning of this movie just laughing because H is so cold and stoic the whole time. So when he makes these jokes, especially you get the over the top from Josh Hartnett and his character, Boy Sweat Dave. And then you've got Holt McElhaney, who I love from like Mindhunters. I don't know if you guys ever watched that on Netflix. Mm -hmm. If you haven't, you should. He's an FBI agent in Mindhunters. So he's awesome. And he carries a cast pretty well. And then you got Eddie Marsan, this like really awkward boss who's like afraid of like everything and messing up and shit and trying to follow the rules. So all these people like, and he's just making these digs and there's like this locker room humor. I don't know why I laughed so hard, but I was giggling my ass off the first half of this movie. I remember turning to JJ and was like, if this is what it's like working for a security company, maybe we should go. Yeah, no shit. And there was some vulgar ass jokes. Like, I was like, damn, like, they're going there. <laughs> like when H opened his locker and he took off the, the picture of the, the guy at the, the bare booty and uh, Bullet was like, oh, yeah, I've been looking for this guy. <laughs> That's where he is. <laughs> just rolling with the punches. Yeah, I just enjoyed that dynamic. And I liked it because you needed it for the later part of the movie. When they start jumping around with the time jumps, I needed to have that connection and that fun that they were having in order for me to care about you know what happens later on in the movie because without it i'm just like what are we doing it's just a violent movie at that point for me so i i liked the first half one thing i liked about the first half is i really liked all the stuff that kind of interwove with jason statham's character like i feel like they did a good job of like obviously something's up with this guy like and you're kind of sitting there trying to figure it out he, he finishes up his exam and it's like all right, you barely passed exactly 70. And it's like, no, he, he planned that. Like, I want to know more about what this guy is doing here. So I think they did a good job of kind of hooking you in, like trying to figure out what's going on. And then you hit that next section and you're like, oh, shoot. Like, I really think they did a good job of building up his character. And like when he finally goes off on people, you're like, dang, you do not want to be in this guy's way. That first scene where they get robbed, you just knew. And we all knew because, you know, they're not putting Jason Statham in this movie to be some little yeah. poo-poo guy. So you're just like, when is this guy going to pop off and shoot some people? Didn't disappoint, let me tell you. And kind of going back, when that 
first scene does happen and the Dave character like starts freaking out. Like that was just another instance of like, it just felt forced. It didn't feel like he was actually freaking out. It felt like he was trying to play freaking out, if that makes sense. And so there's like little actors like that, that it just felt like it was like disconnected me from the story a little bit. It could have been a better actor. I'll give you that for sure, Ian. Well, it's crazy because like Josh Hartnett is actually a really good actor, especially in the back half of his career. As a younger actor, he did some really weird choices and got forced into some typecast type shit and he wasn't a great actor but since he he took a big break from acting and since he's come back like he's he's a pretty damn good actor i think where the problem is because i agree with you and there were some parts where i felt like they were trying to force me to believe that certain people were in on the robberies so that it was more of a surprise as to who i was never shocked by who was the inside man I kept trying to talk myself out of it because I kept going like, it's probably Bullet. And I was like, no, that's way too easy. It can't be Bullet. It's got to be somebody else. And then sure enough, it's Bullet. (laughs) Like, okay. Yeah. Because they try to force you into Josh Hartnett with him freaking out, right? Like him being. Well, that in the bar scene where he keeps bringing it up and then your H is, or Bullet's kind of defending H. And so they, they kept trying to push that narrative. And then like the very first one was the guy, Dirty John or. Dirty Joe. Sticky yeah, Joe, Sticky John. It was your Sticky Joe, yeah, whatever his name was. The guy like this, took, yeah, exactly. The guy they took off the truck and put in like the buzz room where he's got to open the gates. Like they lead you hint to he's the first one because he acts all pissed off because if he's not the inside man, it's hard to rob a truck that he's not in, right? And then the second one they try to get you Josh Hartnett because he freaks out, like you said at the bar. Then they give you that Dana girl who they try to and they really lean into her with like them finding the yeah. cash later. That's a little confusing for me. But I was so I mean it, I felt like you to your point Ian like that part was forced. I was like, look, you don't have to. I think that's the part I loved about the gentleman the most is they never forced the mystery on you. You just had to kind of watch this movie and they laid out piece by piece what was going on. And so this one felt over the top trying to make confuse me or make me second guess. And I never had a doubt. I was like, oh, it's it's Bullet. He's the only one that's competent enough for this to be him right and he's yeah. so level-headed about it all the time so yeah it was just one of those things where i get you on that one that was one of my big issues with this movie but um, i did love that first when he pops out of that thing and he's throwing the bag on accident out and he's just yeah we're good throws it and pop and then just headshots everyone yeah <laughs> oh it's um, great yeah, it feels like he's just kind of on this little stroll, this like yeah. power walk, and he's popping people left and right. <laughs> Are people that good? Like we've seen enough John Wick, Equalizer, uh, Extraction, stuff like that. Obviously, I don't know anyone that's this good with guns. Is someone capable of being this good? I don't know, because I feel like he had a lot of hip shots that he did. Yeah, like he bent down and just like straight on shot and capped the guy. You're like, bro, this shit was amazing. So I'd be curious. I have to look. I know there's like sharpshooters and guys who work on their draw times and all that stuff shooting from the hip. So I don't know. Maybe somebody's that good. Maybe not. I mean, I think in the right circumstance, somebody could be that good. But like, I guess my issue is like the guy throws a bag and then it, in one motion doesn't like aim, doesn't like, you know, he's not ADSing or anything. He just throws the bag and then pop right in the forehead. I'm like, whoa, center freaking duke right between the eyes as he throws a bag. I'm like, that takes some. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if we'd be getting a headshot, but I'm confident someone would probably do a sweet chest shot and take that person out. Oh, I think, sure. Yeah. Like, I'm okay with him, shoot, but I, I do always 
sometimes like have an issue across the board in movies when someone's too good without aiming and i get it like if you take the time to aim down sights and you take a breath okay great you'll you'll do pretty good at but those just random whop like <laughs> and you just hit him right in the forehead i struggle with those i let it go because it's fun and it's entertaining as all hell because the violence was beautifully sweet in the but movie. to that point i guess with this movie that scene since those people weren't in body armor and they clearly weren't trained and didn't really know what they were doing we'll get to the body armor he killed a lot of people pretty quickly and if someone who is portrayed to be that good i could believe that and then the people that were military and then had the body armor he didn't really end up killing anyone or anyone for that matter and it looked like he knew like i just need to kind of spray and pray a little bit so now we got to talk about the body armor at some point because i just don't really know about that but i did like that he wasn't just killing fools that were supposedly in this awesome body armor so the continuity there it did work for me because he wasn't like a super god at that point that's fair yeah the other guys were the super gods <laughs> uh, yeah so might as well just bring it up what kind of body armor was that because that shit was like indestructible yeah that's called a, a fictional body armor pretty yeah. sure. <laughs> hollywood body armor would they call it ballistic plates and i'm like I, they would have been they wouldn't been able to move i feel like that's that stuff would have had to be like at some point a bullet's going through a seam or something like well not only that but you had the you had these guys in body armor that kind of just like you know kind of shake off these bullets but then you have dave who gets shot with his chest plate so it doesn't hurt him but that thing knocks him off his feet so it's like all right so which which is it if you're getting hit and flying around like i I turned over to to jj and i remember what i said jj i think i was like what is this paintball like yep Exactly. Well, and I'm sitting there going, like, I was so immersed in this movie by this point that, I, you know, it pulled me right out. Because you see, like, the sparks flying off this dude's helmet and, like, the arm pieces. And I'm like, okay, so if this shit was real, why wouldn't just every military oh, yeah. frontline combatant police officer why would we wear anything else because the shit's Im- impenetrable absolutely like, what the hell yeah so I, I i that one really irked me i was like come on i was like i get body armor but don't make them invincible yeah and with the story up to that point like they kind of they were pretty consistent with like believability and um you know obviously there's some things where it's like you know we talked about popping the guy while throwing the bag and there's little things like that but then you just make this big jump to impenetrable bad guys which i feel like you could have written the story around them just being better at what they're doing they come in they surprise these guys in the depot they have the training like you don't need to make them indestructible so well and i guess one last point on that since we're talking about it if they had this stuff available to them why wouldn't they wear it on every job they did you know what i mean like i mean i get you need it for this so okay but it's just convenient that like if i had that shit i'm wearing it every time i have a chance of getting shot to be fair I know cost is usually the issue when it comes to like even for like military or police and stuff like that. So that the only thing that I can think of counter to that is like they finally got enough money. They got a couple million saved up and they could buy the impenetrable body armor and level up. Yeah, that's fair. That's wow. true. So another thing that I did have an issue with that it's not a big deal, but like I couldn't help but just like go groan and kind of roll my eyes is that Post Malone just randomly is in this movie as a fucking <laughs> I'm so sick 
of random ass forced fucking cameos with people that matter zero like post malone is a fucking musician he got some cool songs i'm not a huge fan of his music but he does have some good catchy songs what the fuck is he doing in this movie like there's no reason for that shit and it's true like what was the one in game of thrones there was like one of the this one of the singers was like they forced him into a cameo i'm like why are we doing this like i watch a movie to be entertained to be enthralled this guy is not a fucking actor he could i didn't even believe him when he's laying on the ground he just got shot twice at one in each leg so he can't run and he's still got the wherewithal to tell fucking jason statham to suck his dick fuck off you just got shot in the leg you're crying your ass off you're fucking running runny nose bullshit please don't kill me you're not telling some dude to fucking suck your dick twice fuck off especially not really post malone's fault but no but i just like stop putting people that don't need to be in movies in movies just because oh look post malone's in a movie newsflash jj unfortunately it's only going to happen more i know i know i hate it i hate (laughs) it so much that's the problem it it pulls me out of a movie right like i it distracts me like i'm trying to watch yeah you're like oh post malone's in this and then you're only watching to see how well does he play this small little part instead of Oh, we're just continuing in the story of this movie. Yeah, I, I fucking hate it. I hate it. Anyway, I've poked a lot of fun at this movie so far. But one thing I did like is how they used nonviolence in a couple areas. Like they did a great job of they set up that first like attempted robbery where he just comes out and demolishes everybody. Right. And then there's another incident and they kind of like uh, lead you up and they like gas the truck and you're like, all right, how's this going to go down? You're like you're getting pumped. And then he's like, and then they ran away and all of them are like, what do you mean they ran away? That that's not how things happen. No, they ran away. <laughs> Stuff like that makes me laugh when it like builds up this expectation and then goes a complete opposite direction. So I really like, I thought that was entertaining. I also liked how this movie told us that child pornography is bad. <laughs> And yeah, that, that anyone affiliated with that needs to die. So yeah, I was kind of curious how they were gonna mess with that. I don't know. Like I wasn't <laughs> sure either. But then H just came out and he was like, "Decision made. Give me the pistol. Bam, bam, bam. Give him the money. Out." I'm like, "This guy's cold, but he's got some good morals right there." Like, well, what does he yeah. say too? Like the guy comes up, he's like, "What do you want me to do, boss?" And he's like, "You don't need to do anything." And he grabs the pistol from him and <laughs> yeah. just walks through killing everybody and you're like yep sounds about right and then i think it's at that point like his number two they're sitting in the car he's like boss can i speak candidly and h never says anything so you're still like bro <laughs> like should you say this like uh, clearly they know each other enough and he knows h doesn't say a lot so i'm going to say it anyways but i would have been like maybe i would ask the question again before i brought it like <laughs> went into it this dude just killed everybody and he doesn't completely trust that i'm not in on whatever happened to his son and i thought that was cool and i mean the balls of that guy and he's like I don't know if we want to keep doing business like this because someone's going to catch up to us. And that is a part of this story that if they, I thought that that might've happened where their crew would have gotten clipped by another crew, but that wasn't the goal of this movie. But I thought they, I thought they might've added that into this and I'm okay that they didn't. And it probably was better that they didn't because they, they did stick on the emotional track of him getting revenge for his son. I was cool with that, but I was a little worried that they were going to throw that monkey wrench in. Now, if they wanted to do a sequel, now that he'd gotten revenge, but someone starts to come after them, I'd buy it. I'd be like, all right, like you kind of started a street war because you, sh- you you shook a lot of trees with a lot of plastic bags. Also, plastic bag torture when you're getting punched in the face, can't breathe, choking on your own blood. 
That's brutal. That was rough. I could have, to be honest with you guys, I didn't mind it, but I could have done without the whole child pornography scene. I just feel like you made your point with the guy before that, like where you beat the living fuck out of him. And then actually when he gave you the information he was looking for, you pay the man and send him on his way. I thought that was a cool way to endear you to the character, show that he's not a complete douche nozzle. He's just a fucking badass that wants to get revenge for his son's death. And I could have, I would have been okay. Like if they had shown him, cause they give you that information. You got to see that play out now. Right. But I just felt like they extended, it was like 10 minute scene of him in that, seeing the weird porn set up and all that shit. Having this guy say what they did and then cutting to him in that room with everybody fucking dead. You could have even ended it, like started and ended the scene with him shooting that naked ass guy. Like you can just tell that you're at the end of a process, right? He shoots the guy, walks out. Then we have that conversation in the car. And I think it would have kept the movie a little tighter. It was almost a two hour movie. It could have been an hour and 45 minutes at that point. Not that it didn't add value. It just, I feel like it didn't add enough for me to feel like the, the scene was necessary, but sure. It was nice and brutally violent still. When you, I I like that you guys brought up like the other, like his support crew, like the other, like, like, I don't know what you want to call them, but there's like go-to guys. Cause I feel like so often in order for a movie to like make us believe that the, the, this bad guy is that bad. He has to like kill off half of his own crew because they made a mistake. And I thought that was built his character a lot more and felt a lot more realistic where, because this bad thing happened, it doesn't mean you go and you like uproot everybody in your organization to make them feel fear you and even just with the way they approached it like don't turn on each other in there we're all gonna like stick to our guns this is what happened and we'll do whatever it takes and so i thought they added a lot of value just watching them a little bit because it kind of follows them through this like search process so why do gangsters always have to never tell you anything until they bring in their 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 side chick their girlfriend or like their sister or something and then they give you the information that is needed i just don't understand that line if you're always going to give that maybe it's street reputation he's like oh he didn't talk until we threatened to kill that person and then they're like all right he's cool like let's we're good if that's an unwritten rule then maybe they could save everyone some trouble just be like all right bring him in in the first minute then we don't have to do this for an hour you don't have to get beaten to a pulp i don't know but it seems to be always the case and then lastly, would you take that much of a beating for $200,000? I don't know if I would because that guy got effed up. Okay, so I guess there, there's two questions here. Are you offering me an ass whooping with $200,000 attached to it? I'll take the ass whooping. Am I getting my ass kicked because they want information and I don't know I'm going to get 200000 at the end of it? It's not going to take much to get information out of me. I would not be a criminal. I would not because one punch to the face, I'm like, fuck, dude, it's these guys. That's your best bet. Go fuck it. You don't have to hit me. You just rear back. No, no, no. Hold on. Who do you need to know about? But like (laughs) the funny thing is like him not, I don't get why if he, if he was always going to say what he did being that gangster and he's like, well, don't tell them. Why not just save yourself the trouble? I think it's some unwritten street code, but then knowing the crew that he told on after we saw everything, I'm like, why was he that scared of them? They're just everyday military guys that are together doing this type of hits. Like they're, they weren't overly scary in my opinion. I'd be more afraid of H's crew because those people know how to shake down a tree and come after you. Whereas Jan's group, which it wasn't even Jan's, it was the, the sergeant, I don't know his name. They just, they weren't in my opinion, intimidating. They were just people trying to get money and do jobs because they like the thrill of it but they they weren't they weren't gangsters they weren't people that were really 
I would say, truly a part of that world. So the guy that gave up the information, he was telling him about the like the child porn guys, not the. Oh, guys. oh I thought he was telling him about. OK, that makes more sense then. All right. Yeah. Well, couldn't he couldn't find the military guys because they weren't connected in any part of that world. Got it. Got it. Got it. You said something, Matson, in the in the spoiler free that I liked, and that is like the progression of watching how the people around H got braver, I guess, for lack of a better term. Maybe they got stupider. I don't know. Because all of a sudden, like, you know, at the beginning, like they're all terrified. They're ready to give up and just walk away. And then anytime there was a problem, like somebody was robbing the truck, they're all like, follow the protocol, let them have the money, whatever it is. And then by the end, you've got all these characters that are like trying to fight back when the depot's under attack by the, you know, the military. And I mean, they all get wrecked. So it wasn't their best choice, but I, you know, yeah, they so were fighting was, impenetrable body armor. Yeah, no shit. But that, and it's like, I think for me, again, this goes back again, I would not make a good criminal. And apparently I wouldn't make a good guard of money either. Cause like I'd fucking find a somewhere and hide. Like, you know what I mean? I just would not want to be like, what's the point in fighting back? Like, I don't, I think Eddie Marsan said it. My favorite thing. The boss was like, it's not your money. Goddamn rights. It's not. And yeah. they can have every penny of it. Cause I, I'm not dying for that shit. Like I'm just not like, I don't care. H wants to. And then if I'm like these other guys, I'm pissed. Cause like, and they don't know. Cause they all die, but spoiler alert, everybody dies. It's like, <laughs> H got all these people killed for his son, revenge for his son. You know what I mean? So was the bad guy group, was their plan to die? Because I don't see how all of them make it to these underground tunnels and then on only two ATVs and all of them are not going to fit into a Prius. You've got like half the team that's for sure not making it because they just didn't bring enough Priuses. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Well, and I think Jackson said when they were doing it, he goes, not all of us are going to, he like, he didn't say not all of us, there's a good chance we don't make it. He said, not all of us are going to make it out. So I think well, they understood well, that. So why do a job out. like that? You're just cool. With, hey, we, we could get 150 million, but there might only be two or three of us that actually get this. Sign me up. See, and I think one of the things that I had a hard time with is that whole kind of like side plot of the military guys, like going and getting theirs and all that stuff. There's a movie on Netflix. I'm trying to remember the name, but it's got Ben Affleck in it and a couple, I think it's like Frontier or Final, F no, maybe not. But anyways, that's kind of like that story about these, this group of vets that decide to go kind of do their own thing. I think they go up against a drug cart or something. And it's so much more entertaining than kind of this cast that they threw together for this, these bad guys. And so I kept looking at that and comparing it. And I think that kind of pulled me out of it a little bit too well and i was like and i don't know i don't know anything about military other than the friends that i have that were in the military things like that but like i there's parts of it where i'm like they, the one guy was like freaking out he's like i just want to have a mission and i want to do and i kind of understand that to a degree but i'm also like but do you need like were they just like adrenaline junkies and like that's how they got their adrenaline rush was the missions and you know the fights like i don't know enough about it but to me i was well, like how is that gonna work if that was their last job and they want to keep doing it because they just like doing this and you're like oh so we're we're retired then that just didn't seem to fit their mo i'm like and he's a classic case of we haven't talked about jan's character which i think will be interesting but live within your means if you got an inside guy that can get you probably 
two to three million a pop. You do this, I don't know, every few months. Why not just keep doing that thing and doing it well and building it up over time than taking this massive risk where you clearly know people are going to die and we're cool with that. I just, I mean, I'm not a criminal underlord. I mean, those guys weren't really criminals, so I can't even really speak to that. Just didn't, just didn't really add up to me. I feel like they would have reached the decision because you kind of brought up Jan. I feel like they would reach to the decision of like, this guy is a liability, not like a productive member of the crew. An answer is, oh, he's a soldier. He's going to follow orders. The dude killed three people, put some heat on your back. And that's a great point, Ian. I I think that was the, of all the things, like everything that I've said was an issue I had with this movie, I can overlook very easily and Mm -hmm. still enjoyed this movie. I think that crew was the most lack of believability that I had in this whole thing. Like their whole storyline didn't make sense to me. It didn't fit the narrative. Like they just were too extreme. Like it was too many potholes that came from their group. I think to me, it would have been better if it was just this efficient group of criminals and maybe one of them was former military, something like that, or you have a form, but I would have rather of them just been very efficient and very cold, like almost H-like. Like you have five guys that are very much like H. They're just cold. They don't care. They're just trying to do this. And that's how this kid ends up dead, right? Is they see his face and you realize that that's why he killed him. But then you don't because the guy's a little fucking nuts. So did he just kill him because he wanted to kill him? So I think that just left me questioning things a little bit too much. That whole crew. I think to me, it would have just been better if they were just cold, like the challenge, didn't give a shit and were brutal. And that's what I wanted more when they went into the depot at the end like i was like quit trying to be so sneaky be sneaky enough to where you get in there but why let the guy even have a chance to fucking push the alarm button walk in there and start fucking clipping guys problem yeah, solved a, you know what i mean yeah, so i think it would have i would enjoyed that more i liked what you said jj if that if instead of it being that military crew if it was a, a crew that had had beef with h because clearly he'd been doing this a long time he's very well known and this crew and someone in that crew is like you know what? we're sending a message like we're, we're doing this and granted th- granted they wouldn't have known that they were sending him a message because it just kind of all happened like that but that could have worked for me because i could have leaned into yeah there's some rival other operation out there they've got some beef I thought that's what it kind of was going to be, but it wasn't that. And I would have been all right with that. That would have worked for me. The other thing I wanted to bring up, someone talked to me about this whole FBI police thing, uh, where where that fit into this and why, why did we even have that? Because it did really, they didn't really lean into it very much, but it was a part of it. Yeah. You're talking about Andy Garcia's character with like, yeah, do you like Andy Garcia? I love Andy Garcia. Yeah. I I think I, it's one of those things where it's kind of like you said, he's a well-known criminal. Obviously the two FBI agents that were interviewing after the attempted robbery that he thwarted by killing everyone, like they knew who he was and then they were told to back off. So it's one of those things where he, it was believable to me and necessary for me because you have to have someone that's going to keep you off the radar. Like otherwise there's too many holes in this dude's story. He barely passes his test yet. He slaughters a crew of of criminals pretty much one shot each except for the guy that he tried to question so it's like there's no way that this guy and then his answer is oh it's the adrenaline well the adrenaline actually in that situation is going to make you worse not better in most cases so so i I like the idea that he had i wish they'd actually leaned a little more into andy garcia's character and what was going on there the fact that he had a relationship with h i think that's my question like why i thought there was going to be more yeah i thought there would be two and it was very little and I get why it was there, but I would have liked at least a little more explanation of who he was. Like, I think we all understood that he was a, a high level guy, but I think maybe one line of exposition where he's like, you know, this is really difficult for me. Like, even when he was like, I can only give 
you so much before I can ignore it. Like, okay, so why? Who are you that you can only give so much? Are you the why? Why did the meeting or? happen between the two of them? That's what I'm. Why did H get in Andy Garcia's car? Well, because he was about he was to go giving him a list of like all these possible people yeah. that could have done it. I guess I'm just confused at how 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 did that conversation happen before? Like, hey. Andy Garcia, FBI guy, like, I want to kill a bunch of people. I'm going to let's talk or something. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I mean, I think I think what it was, was it was implying that there was a relationship there that they knew the FBI knows who he is. They let them him operate to a certain degree. And that's why he gave him a list of here's people you can kill that might be involved. And I don't care and kill them. There's probably a group that if you do kill them, it's going to create problems because he's got other relationships like he does with H. And so I think that's what they were trying to show. I think they could have done it a little bit better but yeah like that one i just felt like it was a waste of andy garcia he's so scary and intimidating and such a good actor i think that the little bit that he did was it was just a waste of of his talent so yeah what's his uh mr benedict or something like that i love him in oceans man i I love andy garcia he's great i look at all these different elements you guys have brought up and the only conclusion i can reach is that a lot of what they did was to because you look at like the crew i think they needed a group that wasn't connected in any way to the underground that he couldn't find because if he can find them you lose the entire like first half of movie so that's the only and same with like andy garcia's character like another avenue that he's kind of used up all his options to find these guys and then you get all the like armored truck driver guard all that stuff coming in i agree you needed you needed some unattached new to the game people so i definitely understood why that group was there i did have one last thing that i wanted to talk about and that's the ending i felt like the ending was kind of anticlimactic yeah, I I mean, you go through all this stuff and once again, we have H who gets shot up there at the end in the depot. And obviously he's taken some damage, but luckily he had on the almost invincible body armor. So he survived it. And then he's just in Jan's apartment, this, you know, which I understood. Like I knew he was going to be there. Like that's where in that moment, I'm like, OK, so they're not going to let him get away with this. Like he's going to be in the apartment. He finds him. The phone rings. And then he just goes through and, and shoots him in the, the organ or general vicinity again i'm like man you got some accurate body knowledge of <laughs> internal organs and you can shoot really well but let's i that said when the combination yeah <laughs> well played the ending just to me like he shoots him in the four organs with the basically he shot his son in and then walks out and Andy Garcia goes in to clean the place up. But I'm just like, I was, I felt, I really enjoyed this movie, but I felt a little unsatisfied with the ending. Did anybody else have that issue? I I did too. Well, my biggest thing is like, what is he going to do now? Like he's, I guess he just goes back to doing his old stuff. I don't know. But yeah, I agree with you. I just couldn't help but think, I'm like, well, is Andy Garcia, are they going to try and catch H again later? Are they, are they going to be enemies? They're definitely good frenemies right now. So I don't, yeah. I don't know how all that works. But I will say, JJ, it was a little sudden to for, for the crazy firefight. And then it just kind of, it wrapped up quick. I, w- I will give it that they didn't drag out the ending or we were like, oh, it's yeah. over. And a lot of movies can't end the movie. I don't know if we, we're all saying we didn't really, while we didn't enjoy how this maybe necessarily ended. I will appreciate that it ended and had a clear, like we're done. We're not dragging this on for another 10 minutes. It's over. I'll take that over a movie that doesn't know how to end. I was just surprised he didn't do like his bag beating or anything like that. He just kind of very quickly finished him off. Yeah. yeah I mean, he, that That's, that's perfect. Ian. he didn't, you would think he would make him suffer much more. 
Well, and I think what I was want, and I, it, it it's very counterintuitive to how I normally like to see movies. But you'd already put me through like four time jumps. <laughs> Just put me through another time jump. Let me have the satisfaction of having this guy think that he got away with it. And H has been shot up a couple times. Like, let him recover again. And then give me like a, oh, you know, two months later. And it shows this guy living all lavishly. And then give that payoff of the conversation that Jan and Jackson had where he's like, you got to get rid of this bike. You got to do all return all this shit because people are going to find you. Give me that payoff of that conversation where two months from now, H finds him because he's living lavishly and they figure out he's the guy that took all the money. And then like have him and he doesn't even I don't even I don't know I didn't like the whole shooting him in the places that he shot his son like the different organs like just have him walk in to the dude's apartment or have him turn a light on and he's sitting there and just shoot him in the fucking head don't say anything like to me that's more H's like character he just walks in he sees him goes oh boom, bam he's dead right the precision yeah. gunshot in the forehead <laughs> was, and oh. then he just fucking walks off right like I just fucking yeah oh that like, a, I like the sound effects JJ <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like don't even give him a chance to fucking say anything. Like he starts oh talking, takes a bullet in the head, and then have Andy Garcia come in because he's got to recover that money because that's what the FBI want is to find that money that was stolen because it's insured. So anyway, I just felt like the ending was. It, I didn't hate it. It just felt anticlimactic to me. Yeah, I feel you. All right. I just can't believe Jan brought all that money back, and clearly he knew that he had gotten away with it. And I'm like, maybe, like maybe you lay low. Get out of the country, like go somewhere else. Not that's your residence, like anything. And just leave it laying out on your coffee table. But again, it goes back to that crew is an idiot for leaving him in true. the crew. Very true. Yeah. Very true. But boy, it was his uh man when he killed Bullet. Holy shit. <laughs> Too slow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> right in the chin. It's like an Andy Warhol painting. Yeah, that shit was crazy. All right, we ready to rate this thing? Let's, Let's do, do it. it. All right. Matt, so why don't you kick us off? Yeah, I've been deliberating between a 3.5 and a 4. I think I want to go solid 3.5. There's a lot about this movie to like. If, if you're looking for an action movie that does have a pretty good plot, in my opinion, this is that movie. You're, you're going to be... There's characters that you can like. Jason Statham is H. Solid job. I think he does great. I think to Ian's point, there's a supporting cast that isn't as high as they certainly could be from an acting standpoint. But at the same time, I don't think it totally detracts from what this movie's about. A man whose son's killed that is looking for revenge that has to go through some pretty interesting ways to get there. I can't think of a time I've seen someone that's like a criminal overlord that basically goes back to corporate America, gets a nine to five and <laughs> to accomplish his his role in, in finding revenge for his son but all things considered i like the action i like the main character i like the plot progression of what this this action movie was and like we were talking about there was a lot funnier at the beginning i i definitely laughed at some jokes but then it got very serious at the end and for me i was okay with that that worked for me what didn't work in this movie is some of the supporting cast certainly wasn't as strong uh, i think like we were talking about andy garcia i think there were some areas they could have leaned into a lot more heavily that i would enjoy from a, a character and, and story progression standpoint i think the the military bad guys and such while ian really laid out why it was necessary I don't know if I enjoyed them completely. Why I'm not giving this movie like a five or 4.5 or a four. I think for all the reasons I just said, so there, it's not a perfect movie. It has a lot that you want to watch it for. I think a lot of strong parts, but there are some weaker holes that you would expect a, a movie to deliver on. So with that being said, solid 3.5. I probably will watch this movie again, actually. I, I liked it. 
I think there's definitely some rewatchability to it in some senses. And Jason Statham, you, you proved me wrong. You, it was a good movie. Ian. So I was kind of bouncing back and forth on my rating. And then we had all these conversations and I realized I need to, I know now know where I'm putting it. <laughs> and just to poke one more hole, if I might, if your inside man was getting hired on to different armored truck agencies, and then after he got hired, they would get hit. I feel like somebody would put two and two together because that, yeah, he worked for multiple. Anyways, sorry, one more hole. But I've kind of already said most of what I didn't like about this movie. But with that said, there were some things that I did really enjoy. I love the way they built out Jason Statham's character. And that was entertaining for me to watch. I feel like it broke some molds in a couple of ways, which is always kind of fun to see. But at the end, I feel like I'm going to kind of tie my rating to Bullet's ability to give nicknames. And so... <laughs> having somebody's last name hill and you coming up with h my rating on this is going to be a 2.5 nice <laughs> middle of the road That's yeah middle of the road. middle of the road yeah i i've been you know when i left the movie last night and i was driving home i was telling you guys like i like to usually talk through like movies and things like that and we didn't because we didn't want to you know spoil what we were thinking but i found myself thinking as i was driving home like i kept thinking i'm gonna give this movie a four i'm gonna give this movie a four i think and then but i'm not because the more i thought about it after sleeping and then talking through it there were some things that while it's still a good movie and still fun and i still very much stick to my spoiler free of it's worth it it's worth it to go see it's fun it's entertaining it's, it's a lot of good times to watch this movie a lot of beautiful violence great story good acting in most cases there were some misses there but i think that the misses definitely are there there are some plot holes there are some very strange decisions that characters make there are some things that just don't quite fit with the rest of the story when it comes to h like h's story is on point it's tight his diet his dialogue's tight his scripting's tight but there's some things that are outside of that that just aren't and so i think that alone keeps me from giving it too high because I just watch and I go, there are a lot of things that pull me out of the movie itself, though I'm still entertained. So I think it's one of those conundrum movies. Very entertaining, but from a you know critique point of view, I have to look at it as, is this movie artistically strong? And in some places it is, and in a lot of places it isn't. So for me, that's why I'm going to give it a 3.5 as well. Very good enough to just watch and have fun with. I will watch it again, but I don't know that I'm going to go like searching it out because if I had to choose between you know if i'm talking guy Ritchie movies and i want to watch i'm going to watch the gentleman before i watch this but if it's on and I, you know it's casey i want to watch it at some point because it's fun we'll watch it so i'm not against watching it again but i think there's other movies i pick first but overall pretty good movie it was fun it was entertaining as all hell some really good action violence and i laughed my ass off in the first 45 minutes of this movie so it's good times yeah so there's our verdict two three and a half and a two and a half so probably average out a little bit better than average so good times there all right Matson, tell everybody where they can find us you can find us wherever good podcasts are found everyone spotify stitcher Ghana. Check us out on our website at whatsaverdict.com. Check out our coming soon tab. We have some sweet movies coming up. Again, one we're most excited about, A Quiet Place 2, end of this month. Getting in theaters. It's going to be sweet. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram as well. Come chime into the conversation. We love to hear from you. And as always, excited to bring you more great movie reviews. Definitely. And on that note, next week, we will be reviewing the Angelina Jolie vehicle, John Barenthal, a couple of great actors coming through, those who wish me dead. So 
We'll see how that Did she goes. get plastic surgery? I don't. She know. looks different. I haven't really paid attention to her much. She hasn't done a lot. So, well, I don't, I just, I was like, we watched it have. in theaters and I turned over to Ian. I feel like she looks different. I, Maybe that's just me. I, I don't, I'm never surprised when Hollywood elites get plastic surgery. So she very well may have, but I'm excited yeah, for the did. movie. I love John Barenthal. I can't me wait too. to see what he does. Like, so yeah, those who wish me dead will be next week. Tune in for that. We appreciate you joining us. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Cinemagic out. <laughs>